Whether you've tuned in for the radio show or the real estate business, you're in for one heck of a show. My dad pays me to say that. Hey, you guys, what's going on? It's episode 319 now of the Ron and Don Show, and we are live from the Les Schwab studio. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Yeah, Ron is back, and we're going to talk about Ron being back here in just a moment. And also, we're going to talk about the fact that I almost, I almost, I almost just had these hawks. Wow. The talk with my son. Can't wait to hear that. What's that? I can't wait to hear about it. <laughs> yeah. And I, and, and I, thought, I still haven't had the talk with anybody. <laughs> Neither have I. No one's ever had that talk with me. Uh, also, I want to talk about the fact that with a lot of our listings, our clients been spending some time on the east side versus Seattle. My mom was just here, and she had an incredible reaction to when we were driving around on the east side compared to uh, Seattle. So I want to talk to, about that. Before we talk about that, though, let's talk about this. Uh, you just walked in with a kit in your hand. Uh, what is that? Yeah, I was. Um, I thought I just got back from a, a 10, 11 day trip in Italy with my brother, sister in law, and niece. And I, I wanted to talk about instead of just telling, you know, travel stories like we're on a, a bumble date together, you know, come up with some stuff that might apply to everyone. First off, which I thought was really interesting, and this this applies, I think, to just our society in large. And then I have a couple of anecdotes maybe from from England or from Italy, excuse me, is so when you go now internationally, you have to have a negative covid test within 72 hours of the, your flight departing. And you also have to have proof of vaccination. So you have to have your CDC card and then this negative test. So when I went from Seattle to Italy, I went over to a UW testing site uh, in, uh, in Ballard. They put the swab up your nose and then you get your results within 24 hours. Uh, and we've probably all, I'm sure that you've done that test. I've done that test. Most people have done that test. On the way back though, I'm checking in on the United app and they said, do this is uh, several weeks ago. Do you have your kits so you can do the same thing coming back? So within 72 hours of the return flight from Rome back to Seattle, I also have to be negative because if for some reason I caught COVID in Europe, I'd have to quarantine for 14 days in Europe. And so I said, no, I click on this box. Like, here's, here's an approved kit from Abbott Labs. And so you buy, you have to buy two of them just in case the first one fails or it's faulty or something. And they mail it to you. I think it was $69 for the two pack. So it's just a blue kit and it's, it's very much like, uh, you know, the pregnancy kit where it has the one line or the plus or the minus or whatever on it. Uh, I know, uh, you're not pregnant right now, but we're not, we're not, we're, we're not pregnant, are we? But it's, so it's that style of, uh, one line means you're negative, two lines means you're positive. And the thing that, that really struck me with this, it was super easy. So I'm in Rome. I dial up on my phone a, a video chat with someone from the, the company. They have to watch me. You can't open it. There's a seal on the front. They have to watch you open it. Oh. Then they, you have to scan the barcode that's inside on the test. Then they have to watch you take the swab out. 
uh, so that you can't circumnavigate the you know the health requirement. Watch you put it in both nostrils, and then watch you uh, put the solution in. So you put six drops of the solution onto the card. You stick your swab in there. You tape it shut, and then in fifteen minutes time, you either have one line or two lines, and then you have to show that to your test guy on video or woman. And they verify whether or not you're positive or negative for COVID at that time. And so the thing that, and so it was super easy, it took 15 minutes, maybe 20 minutes, you download the app, you get your results. The thing that it struck me though is why do we not have this available at every grocery store, Walgreens, CVS, Bartels for way cheaper than $69 for a two pack? So that at any time, if you feel uh, symptoms, you're stuffed up, you got a runny nose, you got a fever, whatever. You can go home within 15 minutes, you have a test result so that you could not go out anymore. Like it's shocking to me that this this kit is available. And I kept this one. I'm gonna give myself this second test here in a couple days now that I've come home, uh, just in case that incubation period, just to verify that I don't have COVID on the way back because we do interact with clients. And so I'm glad I have the second one. I'm not gonna call them because I'm not traveling anywhere but just go through and do the test. This seems like we should have these everywhere as cheaply as possible so that people could just self-test at home. And if it comes up positive, you quarantine it. Am, am I wrong on that? No. Uh, my son just over the summer had to go to various camps. Every time he was going to a camp, we had to call a mobile unit. So I would have to be here at the house. He would have to be here. The mobile unit comes by. There's two nurses in the mobile unit and then they get out and they would do this on my front porch and they pull out all this gear uh, and then they would test him. Uh, you would pay because they, uh, they'd want to know who your healthcare provider is. Cause if the government doesn't pay for it, your healthcare provider has to. And I think we had to do this three times this summer and it kind of starts number one, getting expensive. And number two, it, 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 it's not real convenient when you're trying to get a kid off to camp in the middle of summer. And the fact that you would have to do that uh, three times seems super clumsy. So uh, even with kids going to school, you could do this weekly at home. Uh, and maybe the, you know, you buy it in bulk with the school. I don't know. I just found that fascinating. Yeah, Ron brought in the test. We're actually, we're, we're actually looking at the test. And so you were able to take the two tests, put them in your suitcase. And so yep. you didn't have to run around Europe trying to find a, a, a testing it, site. You just were able to, to test yourself. Yeah. I went to, I was in my Airbnb connected to the Wi-Fi there and did this, uh, over the video function on yeah. my iPhone. Was what, what was your, what was your sense as you were traveling? What was your COVID-19 sense as you were traveling around the world? Well, like everyone is very, um, it was comforting to know as I'm getting on that seven, 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 uh, to fly internationally that every person on that plane had to do the same jump through the same hoops that i did that made me feel good i was like okay everybody on here has been vaccinated everybody on this plane has had to do a negative COVID test within 72 hours and then we all have were required to wear a mask while we're on the plane unless you were eating uh, the really great airline food so that actually made me feel good and then when we got to italy um, they have a thing called the green pass, which is the, the, your co your vaccination card works in lieu of a green pass. But if you're an Italian, you pull out your phone, there's a barcode on it and you get scanned when you go into a restaurant, when you go into a museum, when you go in to an establishment, most of the time they would scan your green pass, uh, and you would be able to go in. And so that actually, their protocols I think are better than the U S now when you're just outside 
like and you're walking through Milan or you're walking through Rome, most people are not wearing a mask when they're outside and walking around. But the second they go inside or are into indoors, then everyone puts their mask on. Yeah. It's it's kind of interesting because why because while we were gone, we're facing some of these deadlines now, not just here in Washington State, but around the country. And like for instance, you have a lot of fire, and we've talked about this: firefighters, police officers, healthcare workers. Uh, it it it's no longer about getting vaccinated or not getting vaccinated because they don't want to be framed as anti-vax. So they will say, "I'm pro-vax, but I'm also pro-freedom." It's all about my freedom, and I don't want the government overstepping and taking away my freedom. Well, I got news for you. Every April 15th, how's your freedom when you're paying 40% in taxes? Every time you jump in your car, there's signs up everywhere telling you what you can do and what you can't do. There's a million different laws that you have to follow in this country when you wake up in the morning. So how is that for freedom? Uh Vietnam, how was that when, when we took young men mostly and we forced them into a war zone? And during World War II, we were prepared to do that. How's that freedom working for you when you send 17 and 18-year-old boys over in the, the, the Pacific, the Atlantic, and you know that they are going to get creamed with machine gun nests by these Wiederstone nests of the Germans? How, how, how's, that, how's that freedom working for you? People keep talking about freedom and then I see all these pictures. I read them all this morning. Here's a firefighter. Here's an AMT. Here's a nurse. People that began to get vaccinated. Now they're dying. And now there's one million children. One million children. One million kids just in the United States that are being left behind because almost 700,000, mostly adults, have died as we, as we head toward that number. Who's going to take care of those million kids uh, I guess we are because we are our brother's keeper. I just don't get the freedom thing, but that has become the talking point. It's all about freedom. Yeah, we'll see you on the other side of this. Hey, you guys, what's going on? It's uh, Ron and Don here for Les Schwab. Yeah, we are live from the Les Schwab studios. They've sponsored the show now for over a decade, and we are so appreciative of them. Now, don't forget, they have 85 locations in western Washington to serve you. And a lot of times, even if you bought tires from the other guy, let's say they have a flat and you pull in, they go ahead and they fix it, and they send you on your way because they want you and your family as we head into the fall months. They want you guys to be happy, safe, and at some point, they hope you'll be lifetime customers. And don't forget it, Les Schwab. It's just not about tires and wheels. They do so much more, right, Ron? Yeah, they do steering, suspension, batteries, and brakes to add to the safety of your outings. Plus, maintaining those parts can help your tires last longer and your vehicle run better, improving your miles per gallon. Les Schwab is here for you. Just stop by and ask for your free pre-trip safety check, or you can schedule one online right now at lesschwab.com slash Don. That's Les Schwab. They've been doing the right thing since 1952. You can just tell that they uh, that they're just real genuine guys and, and care about uh, who they work with, and just feel like we you know we got we got some some more friends now. It truly is one of life's biggest transactions. If you're downsizing, upsizing, or right-sizing, Ron and Don can help you buy, sell, or invest in real estate. It all starts with a Ron and Don sit down. Hi, I'm Ollie. Hi, I'm Emmy. Hi, I'm John Greenland. I'm Lauren Greenland. Hi, my name is uh, Anthony Kroll. Hi, I'm Gretchen. And I'm Byron. And we sat down with... with Ron and Don. Mm-hmm. They were more prepared. They paid way more attention to detail. Um, and then they just came in with a, with a lot more knowledge and were able to set those expectations up a lot better 
than um, some of the previous uh, realtors that we worked with. So, I mean, I was I was extremely pleased with uh, the the entire uh, the sit down, the, the experience, and and the results. Of course, there was a friendship that developed, and a and, and a trust. Mm-hmm. You know, I would say a trust, and then you know. We yeah. have, we love them. It's been a hell of a lot of fun for one thing. I see them as as friends now. I feel like they've made me feel part of this community and knowing that, you know, Dawn's just down the street is is comforting. <laughs> we totally consider Ron and Dawn friends of ours now and we do miss working with them. It was intense there for a little bit, but it's an experience that we'll always remember and have and um, and now lifelong friends. It's the Ron and Don Nation. That's right. <laughs> Don't forget, when you're ready to sit down and start your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at ronanddonsitdown.com. Please hit subscribe on your podcast player. We'd also love if you gave us a review. Now let's get back to building Ted. I mean Laverne and Shirley. No, seriously, it's R&D and with me, that's three. All right, you guys, welcome back to episode uh, 319. I'm going to tell you a little bit about an experience I had with my mother and my son. Uh, One was the situation where I was about to have the talk. That wasn't with my mother. In fact, I've never had that talk with her. That's so uh, funny. We did have a talk, though, with my son. And then my mother and I had a talk about the east side versus Seattle. She was just here visiting. Before we do that, though, how, how was the vacay? What was it like traveling with your brother? And, 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 and you guys were going to eat pizza all over Italy. Did you find the world's best pizza? I think I may have found the world's best pizza, not in the spot where I thought I was going to find it. Uh, it was great. You know, it was interesting because, uh, you know, I, I travel a lot. My normal way that I travel internationally is to go to a big city uh, and take public transportation, get on the metro, get on buses, and just sort of explore that city. And then if I'm going to do multiple cities, then I just go and I take a train to the next big city and do the same thing. This trip was different in that my sister-in-law in spe- especially, and this was a trip, I, I uh, it was for my brother's 60th birthday. I wanted to take treat him to a trip uh, with his family for that landmark birthday. And so it was me, it was my brother, sister-in-law, and niece, and we, we were all over there together. And so my sister-in-law especially, she's not a big city person. She likes uh, to be uh, rural in the country. Uh, that's just sort of her mode. So she wanted to go to Tuscany. She wanted to go to Umbria. She wanted to be around uh, some of those like medieval cities and wineries, uh, vineyards and stuff. Wanted to see how that worked over there. So we rented a car in Milan and we're traveling around, like stayed near this medieval castle. We stayed in what I think was probably a a smaller castle in a vineyard. That was amazing. But the thing I thought that you would get a kick out of is so, you know, here by American standards, I'm a relatively aggressive driver. You've been in the cars. I've had multiple people tell me over the years, like, well, you're kind of kind of an aggressive driver. And so meaning that I, I, I don't like idiots in front of me. I will honk my horn. I'll, you know, I, I don't drive crazy speeds, but I, I do have a relatively short yeah, but fuse. You have a lot to say, and you're not afraid to use your horn. Right. Yeah. I'm not even on the charts in Italy. Oh. It, this, it is incredible, the, the aggression, hmm. that you will be on the highway uh, in Italy, and they have great highways, a lot of toll roads. But you'll be on the highway – 
If you're in the left lane and the speed limit is 90 kilometers an hour, if you're going 120 in the left lane, you will have a dude and I it's either an Audi, a Peugeot, or a BMW. They're on your tail, flashing their breakers. And I'm not talking about, I'm talking five feet on your bumper. Mm. They get right, this is like a Formula One race. They are right up on your bumper at 120 uh, kilometers an hour. Wow. You get over and they, people are flying motorcycles down the middle of the lane. It is insane. At one point, we were, I was driving through Naples and my sister in law, Melanie, she nearly had a heart attack. There are like <laughs> scooters zipping by, yeah. cars coming out of nowhere. Lanes are merely a suggestion. Speed limits a suggestion. Lane changes are a suggestion. There's a thing where people just drive splitting the lane on the freeway yeah. at 130 kilometers an hour. Half the car in one lane, half the car in the other. Passing in and out, it's it is a Formula One race. It was, what, do you, what do you get pulled over for? For going too I slow? I didn't see anyone get pulled over for any reason. Okay, I never saw a cop the whole time. Yeah, and we had an Italian woman with us. That the long story uh, that was an exchange to with my brother, and I was like, "Have you ever seen anyone pulled over?" She's like, "Very rarely, very rarely." She's like, "Maybe on New Year's Eve they'll do like a sobriety check, but that you never." So there's no police officers. They don't care. Sounds it, like the city of Seattle. No, it, police believe officers. it or not, there's. I was like, why are there? more accidents yeah because these people are insane so that i thought you get a kick out of the other thing that i i really took away from italian culture which i wish we had here uh because you know you and i especially in the the ron and don business that we have with the, the real estate and stuff you hit the ground running you hit hit it hard almost every day and there's a real like um addiction to work culture in america one thing that i really loved especially when we were in these smaller towns, uh, you know, that you, well, I didn't see it as much. Well, I, in the big cities, you kind of did, but it became very apparent in these little villages when we were out in, uh, in the middle of like Umbria is there's a neighborhood, they call them a bar, a cafe, and you show up in the morning between 8 a.m. and maybe 9, 9.30, and it's, it didn't matter if you're a construction worker, if you're a white collar, if you were a teacher, if you were a priest, you show up at the cafe and you will sit around communally on these tables outside and you have an espresso that, that is, or a cappuccino that are in, and they're like a, a Euro or a Euro 50. They're affordable. And you sit around and you interact with the people in your community hmm. every day. That's nice. And so I would go there and you would see, like older women that knew each other and you'd see older men, you'd see construction workers, you would see these people and they knew each other by name and they came to there and they knew the shopkeeper. You would give them your Euro 50, you'd get an espresso and they didn't gulp it down and leave. In fact, when we would ask for takeaway cups, you could tell that people were like, what's like, you don't have time to sit and drink your coffee. Hmm. Like you need a takeaway. They call it takeaway. You need a to go cup. Yeah. And, and I was sort of like, really good point. Like, we, we're on vacation. Do we not have time to sit down at this table and chit-chat and, and, and sort of catch up? And so I really, I, I'm sort of like, I don't know if we could incorporate that into American culture. I think that's what Charles Schultz was trying to do with uh, Starbucks is because he was inspired by Italy. You go there every day. And if you're in a town for more than two days, you know the shopkeeper. 
Like you walk in and like they know you and you can order your cappuccino and you can sit there and sort of talk about the day. And I just found it really endearing to see at one table like two or three plumbers and they're drinking their espresso and next to them are two or three professional or white collar workers. And then next to them are three grandmas uh, talking about their day hmm. and starting the day every day with this ritual of let's bring our community together. They weren't on their phones. Hmm. They weren't te- the younger people were, but the older people were not. They just wanted to have this community ritual where, you know, every morning you go down and it's not a $6 coffee like yeah. we have here. Were, were people at all, I I found when I traveled with you last time, people were really curious about our politics here and had opinions about our politics. Less uh, so now that, less that so now now. the Trump the Trump era is over. Yeah. Very few, way fewer uh, comments and questions. About Opioid that. crisis? Is that happening around the world or just here in the States? I didn't see it. You know that I always look for homeless people and stuff. The, in, in Milan and in Rome, I did see a couple of people sleeping on the street. They're not in tents. There were no tent encampments. You can walk into any park there and you don't see uh, tent encampments there. I'm sure there's drug use. A lot of graffiti in Rome. Uh, a lot of graffiti in Milan. But uh city's relatively clean. Uh, there are Again, I did not see tents, but I did see some people wrapped up in blankets. Yeah, the Vatican coming out and saying, hey, if you want to work at the Vatican, you want to hang out at the Vatican, you got to be vaccinated. Uh, some people. I, the- I went to the Vatican. They were very fastidious about... Showing your green pass. Yeah. Did you did you feel that everywhere, or 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 just at a place like the Vatican and where you're trying to fly home? No, people, restaurants, uh, you know, checking into any sort of museum. You you did you had to show your credentials and they checked your temperature and and. Did you have to be vaccinated to go into museum? Yeah, you have to show your you had to show your CDC card. Wow, that's interesting. That's going to be coming, and then and it's not a hassle. Do you know that fifty five percent? Of all American adults are fully vaccinated now. It's just under 70% have had some form of vac- vaccination. And they just did a survey. It says 55% of adults will have their children vaccinated. Uh, and the others say not so much. So it seems to be falling along that 55% line. And then typically when a president wins, uh, he usually has about 55% of the vote. So I saw a very sobering... This is, this is, this is really... F- become a political issue and i wish it wouldn't happen i saw a sobering headline of like there has been some plateauing on deaths with delta and one of the theories is maybe just the most vulnerable among us it's sort of burned through that population which is a sad way to think about it but that could be true yeah all right uh i'm gonna tell you about a conversation i almost had with my son and i got in a panic because i thought we were having it and then he waved me off i'll tell you about that Hey, you guys, we got a brand new sponsor. Mitch Weeks is here from Home Seed Loans. If you want to find out more about Home Seed Loans, do what Ron did. He went to he went to Mitch.loans. That's Mitch.loans, right? I did. And Mitch, your process, um, all ha- most of it happened online. You've made it pretty easy to submit all the documents I needed to get approved. That's correct. Yeah, we've made it really easy. Um, There's an online portal, and then we also have a whole team ready to answer any questions you have. The thing that I really love, though, is you've come up with a special program for people just in the Ron and Don Nation, whether we're buying or doing a refi. 
That's correct. Yeah. Any Ron and Don Nation member is now part of our buyer benefit program just automatically. So our partnership means that listeners will save a half a percent on the closing of any loan. Up to the sky is the limit, but that's an average of $3,000 on loans in King County. So that's huge. That is huge. So up to half a percent on a new buy or a refi. Go to Mitch.loans today. It's not a .com or a .net. It's Mitch.loans. It's a brand new sponsor here on the Ron and Don Show. The Weeks team, NMLS 1691573. Hey, what's going on, Ron and Don Nation? This is Therese, a new team member on Ron and Don Team. It's tough out there for buyers right now, and that's why you need a buyer specialist like me. Let's send you a buyer's playbook, and for you sellers, we have a seller's playbook. Reach out to the team, and let's do a sit-down, and we'll get you these playbooks. Just reach out to us at ronanddonsitdown.com, and we'll schedule a sit-down today. Now back to the show. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show. Thanks for listening. Don't forget, we're licensed brokers at Windermere. So if you need us, just reach out. Ronanddonsitdown.com is our website. And we have been busy with lots of folks in the Ron and Don Nation. Just go to ronanddonsitdown.com and we'll sit down today. And we'll also get you the buyer's playbook and the seller's playbook. It's kind of interesting. My mother, who was locked away during COVID, and, and now she's- uh, She wasn't like a, a locked away. She was in her home. In yeah, and, 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 and she has- Wasn't a, like lock and key. Yeah, she has a compromised immune system, and then we found out through COVID that she was facing uh, breast cancer again. So, uh, so and, and she's doing a wonderful job as far as fighting it, not feeling sorry for herself. Uh, and she now feels the freedom to jump on a plane and come see us. It was great to see her, by the way. Yeah, it was it was great to see her. It was really interesting because I drove her around when uh, I was heading out to, for instance, I go down to Tacoma, meet a client there, go to Gold Bar, meet a client there, roll to the east side, meet a client there here in Seattle. And, and it was really interesting to see the city through her eyes because she hasn't been here in a couple of years. It'd be two Chris, uh, I'm sorry, it would be two Thanksgivings ago. And the thing that really blew her away is when we were driving around Seattle, and I tried to be very careful not to go by a lot of the big tent encampments, but I mean, tent encampments and garbage are just everywhere. Uh, Also, crime right now. I live on Queen Anne. Uh, My car's been broken into twice in the last two weeks. I don't share that with my son. Uh, I also have two Airbnbs where the, the my my guest cars have been broken into just last week. And I can draw a straight line to down the hill. Uh, there was a group of trailers and a group of men down there that were cleaned out probably about six months ago. Uh, and the city came in, put up fencing and everything. Now they're back. They cut the fencing down. The, the, all the RVs are back. And then all the petty crime in my neighborhood's back. In fact, Kim, who works in our office, we work in the same office, she had someone break into her home last night, and you're able to see who the guy is. It's a white male, probably in his 20s, uh, probably high out of his mind. It's 2.31 in the morning. I watched uh, the Nest video that she sent out, and it's a guy just pacing back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, ringing the doorbell, banging on the door, and then boom, uh, I believe with people home, he decided to enter the home, right? So these things aren't just happening in, in, in pockets. They're happening everywhere. And in calling the Seattle Police Department and talking to my friends, they're just like, hey, there's nobody on patrol. Uh, there's nobody that's going to come investigate that. It used to be if you had video like Kim has, uh, then they could track that person down. They go find them. They, they don't have the wherewithal to do that right now. Even in their CSI unit, I think they have one person right now 
working all the murders that are happening here in Seattle and the murder rate is up. It's incredible. So then, then we spent some time without saying anything just over on the East side and we didn't see the graffiti. Uh, we didn't see the tents. Uh, we didn't see, uh, the opioid crisis in, in front of us, uh, the way that we see it here in Seattle. And, and I'm really trying to get my mom to maybe come move here part time. And, and I don't think she's going to. And, and I think the reason she's not going to, I think she'll still come visit, is this city does not feel safe to her. I have cousins that live in the Midwest. I, I've invited them to come out a lot. And what it really comes down to is they see all the pictures, the incredible pictures of a Monday night football game. But, but then what, what happens underneath the Space Needle and what's happening, and it's so pervasive in every single one of our neighborhoods right now. And I know that, that we have uh, two folks that are running, running for mayor, and, and one person is like, hey, we need to build more housing. And, and the other person is like, hey, maybe what we need to do is take our parts back. Uh, and I probably land somewhere in the middle on that. But just seeing, like, like if I lived on the east side, I think, I think she'd probably come stay here. And it's, and it's not that the east side doesn't have its problems, but there's just certain things on the east side that they're not allowing. And it means that the, that the things that are happening here in Seattle are not going over the 520 or the I-90 bridge. Uh, because those police departments and those principalities, uh, they're not going to allow it. So I'll, I'll, I'll give, I'll let you comment. Well, I mean, our local election is more important than the national election. And, and the editorial board of the Seattle times just wrote a piece that's like, pay attention to this council. This is the result of their politics. And when you open up your ballot, don't just go down there and go, oh, I recognize that name. I recognize that name. They voted to defund the police. Look what's happened, and, and we don't need to go into it. Do, do your own research. They've voted to be lax on uh, enforcing homeless encampments. This is what's happened. So we are seeing a result of kind of an experiment that's gone all the way over to having a socialist on the city council. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to get into the politics of what we agree and disagree with on each person's platform, but we've been running an experiment in real time in Seattle with some very left-leaning politics, and there have been consequences to that. And yeah. it has rolled out uh, into our neighborhoods. And so pay attention when you vote. And, and hopefully, I think the pendulum needs to swing back a little bit towards the middle, um, even the eviction moratorium has been extended to the end of 2022. So like we, we have, uh, I'm, I'm all about being progressive, but I'd like to be progressive in a smart and accountable way. Yeah, end of 2021 into 2020. That's what I meant. Yeah. Into, into yeah. And, and, and this is what's crazy. And I didn't tell my mom this, it came in our office. Someone's trying to break into her house. Let's say they break into her house. The police pull up and they see a dude walking down the street. At 2.33 in the morning. And dude starts to run. If they can't prove that that was the guy that entered the house, they're not allowed to chase him. They just have to let him run. He gets to run because we want to make sure that people are no longer shot in the back. And so as a result of that here in Washington State, not only did you defund the police, but really uh, you have placed police officers in, in, a, in, a, in a true catch-22 where they can't really, they can no longer do their job with, with, with the tools that they have. And so we need a mayor and we need a city council that are going to kind of be forward-thinking and uh, figure this out. I'll, I'll, I'll end on this note. <laughs> I was, uh, 
every every day when I take my son to school, that way we get done with school, we kind of do a brief and a debrief. And I went in to see him the other night because he told me he's having some problems sleeping. So I went in to just kind of see what's going on and to monitor, monitor the situation. And he he is in there just flopping around like a fish. Just and, and so I finally asked him the next day. I said, hey, what's going on as we're going to school? And he goes, well, you know, he goes, daddy, you probably know what's going on. I got to make some adjustments down there. Oh, boy. I'm like, oh. He goes, we can talk more about it after school. I can't believe he did this to me. That that he he told me that we're going to kind of have the talk. It's a tease, and now I got like a seven hour respite to try to figure out what's going to happen during this talk. And so I'm 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 talking to people. I call my counselor. I'm looking at things online. I'm like, okay, you know what? Nobody ever had this talk with me, but uh, I'm ready. I knew this day was coming, so 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 I'm ready. So, so we do this thing where we go for a walk with, with, with Charlie and then we stop by this pizza place and then uh, we go get Charlie some treats and it's a certain night of the week that we do this. So, so we're doing this and I'm like, Hey, I, I want to know if, if you wanted to talk more about it, it being hard to sleep and, 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 and what's going on. Yeah. And, and, and my son is not crass at all, but he, he, he will just, he'll tell you exactly what he's thinking. He'll just, he'll just which I really appreciate. So, so he, it's, it's interesting. Cause he reached down to hold my hand while we were walking. And then he realized he was in middle school. Cause he saw some middle school kids and he threw my hand away. I'm like, Oh, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna start being dad and father, not daddy anymore. Uh, which is probably a good thing. So, so nonetheless, I said, Hey, let, let's talk about, you know, flopping around like a fish and all that. And he goes, well, you know, what's going on down there. And I'm like, well, what you know, kind of. What what's going on down there? He goes, Daddy. He goes, the reason I can't sleep is because I I'm smashing my balls at night. <laughs> so then I tried to to talk to him about the other thing, like involving washcloths and soap and taking a shower and all that. And he just he goes, No, 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 Daddy. It's not. He goes, I know what that is. He goes. I'm too young for that. I'm not. I, I'm not doing that. He goes. I re- I read a book about that, and and I'm ready. He goes. But he he goes. Just it's it's. He goes. I don't know what it is, but sometimes when I'm sleeping, my underwear is too tight, and my balls are smashed. So I just have to unsmash my balls, and that and that, and then I can sleep okay. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> so I can what? relate. <laughs> So you know what I discovered is I looked at some of his underwear and some of the because you're always trying to just keep the feet the feet are the driver you're always getting new shoes new shoes new shoes turned into new socks new shoes and socks turn into new pants new pants turns into new shoes and and then I looked at his underwear I probably haven't bought him new underwear in about two years so he's been he's been he's he been needs, come on dad he's been he's been squeezing all that stuff into like nine year old boys underwear so. This is on you. I felt a little bad about it. And at the same time, I feel pretty good. So if there's anybody out there that needs to have the talk, I'm ready to go. <laughs> hey, you guys, thanks for listening to episode 319. We really appreciate it. If you need to reach out to us, go to our website, ronadonsitdown.com. And we can sit down today and we can also send you a buyer's playbook or a seller's playbook. Those are playbooks that Ron and I wrote just for you. You can write Ron, Ron at windermere.com and we'll get those books out to you today. All right. Again, thanks for listening. You keep your head up, your shoulders back. We'll see you for episode 320. Yeah, it's right around the corner. Only on the Ron and Don Radio Network.
Now keep your head up and your shoulders back. And keep blowing that trumpet, and we'll see you next time. Only! 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 On the Ron Don Radio Network. <laughs>